Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to All You Need to Know Radio, our special uh, edition of the second, in, the second impeachment of the former President of the United States. Disgusting for me to say, Donald John Trump. We are going to get right to this. Almost, are you with us? Yes, I am. All right, guys. So sorry about that long intro. We wanted to make sure that everybody was aboard. Um, did you get a chance to watch uh, any of the impeachment today? You know, I've been practicing law and I haven't, but um <laughs> All right. I'm generally aware I'm generally aware of what's going on. Um what I haven't seen yet and that I'm very interested to see are is the Democrats presentation of the evidence and um, Okay, that was done today. Could, we could, don't have anything on yeah. that because guys this is gonna be a very short show. Listen to this is mm-hmm. this this is what they presented about Trump. It would be really great if we could be covered fairly by the media. The media is the biggest problem we have as far as I'm concerned, single biggest problem. The fake news and the big tech, big tech is now coming into their own. We beat them four years ago. We surprised them. We took them by surprise. And this year, they rigged an election. They rigged it like they've never rigged an election before. And by the way, last night, they didn't do a bad job either, if you notice. I'm honest as... And and I just, again, I want to thank you. It's uh, just a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you and hundreds of thousands of American patriots are committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We 
will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all about. And to use a favorite term that all of you people really came up with, we will stop the steal. Today I will lay out just some of the evidence. Okay, I just, I can't listen anymore. This guy disgusts me beyond belief. If you're just joining us, this is All You Need to Know Radio. This is a special presentation of the second impeachment of disgusting, disgraceful, awful, mean-spirited, and no-heart former President Donald John Trump impeached for life now twice. And uh, with me is my sidekick and our amazing constitutional attorney, Almost Warwick with Warwick and Nunn. So Almost, um, Mm -hmm. the proceedings today to me um, were disgusting. I thought to be an attorney, although since I'm dealing with an attorney right now that doesn't have – she lies to the court all the time. um, Mm -hmm. I was taken back by the fact of how many lies they, they said. With a straight face. One of them even cried almost. There's no crying in a you court You mean the law. attorneys for Trump? Yes. And I believe it's because he just lost his son. And it actually – they both cried on each side. And one of them was because they lost his son. I had a very hard time watching this, but I knew that I needed Are to – Are you talking about Raskin? Because Raskin, that, that just happened. He's a Democrat. Okay. Um, but his, the, but yeah, his on the died. other side – when the guy was mm-hmm. talking about the Constitution, and I mean, their argument is so lame. It, the, the, what I just played a little bit, and we were going to play it, but I've decided not to. But if you go to All You Need to Know Radio on Facebook, guys, tonight our show is brought to you by exclusively mm-hmm. American Wealth Group USA. If you need to get out of debt, call them or actually private message them on Facebook or any social media. Uh, they're in the process of getting set up with virtual offices, but they're ex- they're our uh, exclusive sponsor. Um, I'm a little emotional today just because, you know, everybody's like, I bet you're happy. I mean, on social media, I'm getting just trashed about, you know, I, I'm, I, you bet, I bet you're so happy about this. No, I am not happy about this. This is one of the saddest days in our country. By the way, this show will be commercial-free, guys, so you've got us for 30 minutes. And if you want to call in at 516-531-9990, we'll be more than happy to take your calls. But serious calls only, otherwise you'll be cut off quickly because we, we don't have time for games tonight. This is a serious time, and once again, Donald Trump and his counsel, his counsel that is some of the worst attorneys I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen some pretty good ones. But Donald Trump's supposed to be worth billions of dollars, but yet he cannot find – first of all, it took him three days to find counsel because all of his attorneys walked out on him last Friday because they were not going to stand up there and, and quote the big lie that caused seven people their lives because one man wanted to be president. It's the most disgusting thing and, it's, and the most immature and stupid thing I think I've ever heard of in my life. What do you think? Well, I think that attorneys, you know, they exist to advocate for their clients' claims. And That's my way to put perception, it. <laughs> my perception, well, no, I mean, you know, um, the I law mean is complex. Specific, I mean a specific person we'll talk about later. 
So, so the law is complex, and it's reasonable for a person who is not a trained attorney or trained in the law to hire an advocate for their legal position. However, um, as you described, there are pretty severe ethical rules that apply to attorneys in state court proceedings, in federal court for that matter. So, for example, if an attorney stands up in an open court and um, makes a false statement of fact on the record, they are theoretically subject to sanctions. Now, what about in a petition? The, what about in writing in a petition to the court? I'm curious. Well, um, it depends on the exact situation, and I don't want to give blanket legal advice over the telephone. Um, but um, that that being said, in general, there is an ethical rule, at least under Texas law, which is where I'm licensed to practice law, for the rules of professional conduct that indicates that um, a lack of candor to the court is sanctionable. There's also a um, – that's an ethical rule, but there's also a statutory rule. It's called um, Chapter 10 of the Texas Civil Practices and Remedies Code, which um, makes it sanctionable for an attorney to sign their name to a pleading that is frivolous or based on false facts. That the attorney knows to be false, and see, that that's what's second hard. part it's is pretty, is, is pretty important. False. Yeah. Because if their client – like, look, it's reasonable for an attorney to rely on their client for the facts. So if their client lies to – if the client lies to the lawyer and the lawyer in a good faith belief in their client signs a pleading based on that lie, the lawyer should not be sanctioned. Now, in theory, in, in like legal theory – the, the claimant should be sanctioned who knowingly makes a false statement of fact to the court. And so in the case of Donald Trump's impeachment, um, you know, to the extent that we can believe that his lawyers believe their client in good faith, um, in theory, and I think the ethical rules aren't quite the same in an impeachment as they are in a state or federal court proceeding, but um, to the extent that Donald Trump's attorneys are par- – parroting or repeating the lies of Donald Trump, then in theory, the, the, the party to be sanctioned should be Trump, um, not the lawyer. That said, um, Patrick Leahy or whomever the presiding judicial officer is over the um, impeachment trial should, in their exercise of discretion as the kind of gatekeeper of the evidence, ensure that um, – False evidence is not admitted into evidence. So let's talk you know, about that for a second. From... Let's talk about Go that ahead. for a second. The guy, the the uh, person, uh, Leahy, you said he was presiding over the case. Why did I Judge he is, yeah. Justice Roberts refuse? To to go over, to be over this case, why did he refuse? I don't understand. I thought he was supposed to. Well, that's a political question more than a legal question, sir. And I, in my opinion, what's your the reason what's your political answer? Right, right, exactly. So my political opinion is that he he basically punted and didn't want to be involved in what he perceived as. And correctly, if I may add, that Roberts perceived that there was not going to be a trial in the traditional sense that the impartial jurors would review the evidence and vote based on what they reviewed, 
but instead he, he he saw the writing on the wall because you know of the 45 republican senators of 50 45 or 50 republican senators before the trial even started um without hearing any evidence whatsoever voted that the trial is unconstitutional and therefore Guys, if you're just joining us this is all you need to know radio we have a spe- this is a special presentation we will be having these every day of the of the second impeachment of the the uh Oh God, Donald Trump! Donald oh, Trump! Second impeachment president. of the uh, failure of a president cost over three hundred thousand mm-hmm. American lives because of his ignorance, egotistical um, immaturity. Um, just I could go on and on, but I won't bore bore you or almost so, with so, these. Uh, but our sponsor is American Wealth Group. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and that's our sponsor. This is a commercial free show. We have fifteen more minutes. Almost one thing that yes. I that with Judge Chief Roberts not uh, presiding mm-hmm. over it the, the, that was used against the the, Repu- the Democrats and the Republicans stating the fact that the, 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 the apparently if, if and if I read it right in a real impeachment trial the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is to preside over the over over such impeachment. Uh, and so, so think question. about that for a minute, and I want mm-hmm. you to listen to the attorneys today. I'm done, it's too long, but I'm just going to play it for like a couple of seconds. Before sure. you is flawed. The rule of the Senate concerning impeachment documents, articles of impeachment, Rule 23 says that such documents cannot be divided. You might have seen that we wrote that in the answer. It might have been a little legalistic or legalese for the newspapers to to opine on very much, but there is some significance. The, the, the House managers, clever fellows that they are, they cast a broad net. They need to get 67 of you to agree they're right. And that's a good strategy. I would use the same strategy, except there is a rule that says you can't use that strategy. You see, Rule 23 says that the, uh, the, the article of impeachment is indivisible. And the reason why that's significant is you have to agree that every single aspect of the entire document warrants impeachment because it's an all-or-nothing document. You can't cut out parts that you agree with, warrant impeachment, and parts that don't. I can't listen anymore, but um, mm. I know you're not a, uh attorney that deals with with impeachments and things like that. Did what he was saying mm-hmm. sound legal, sound like it was, or did it sound like he was twisting the law? It sounded like he was twisting the law to me. So what he's describing is the concept of uh, integration and severability, which is kind of a legal concept about um, documents and whether you can take a portion of a document as true. Now, as you correctly stated, um, I don't, uh, in a professional capacity, regularly deal with impeachments. I mean, nobody does. It hardly ever happens. so I don't know the specific text of the Senate Rule 23 that he was describing, but that seems inaccurate to me. Um, my uh, understanding is 
that the Senate needs to find by a two-thirds majority that Donald Trump committed high crimes and misdemeanors worthy of impeachment. This is a political remedy. It is not a criminal remedy. You know, he won't go to jail if they convict him. He won't have to pay a fine if they convict him. He just will be barred from holding future federal public office. Um, it's a political remedy. So the typical um, criminal law safeguards that you know your listeners have all heard about, the Fifth Amendment right to be free of self-incrimination, the Sixth Amendment right to confront witnesses against you, those constitutional rights that apply to criminal law proceedings do not apply in the impeachment context, which only has a political remedy. Um, the, the big question is whether or not the trial is constitutional. And um, that is a real legal question, but um, a majority, a not just a majority, an overwhelming majority of um, constitutional scholars and legal experts, including myself, but I, I don't necessarily count myself in the same rarefied air as some of the amici curie to the impeachment trial, like um, uh, so, some of the uh, law professors from Harvard and Yale and stuff who have filed briefs in support of the Democrats. Um, but those folks and myself all believe that the impeachment trial is in fact constitutional. Uh, there is no January exception to a presidential impeachment. The argument that the impeachment is unconstitutional is on the basis that Trump can no longer be removed from office if he is no longer in office. Uh, your but listeners that may recall Trump, that also <laughs> gives Trump or any other president. You would basically, if the if the founding fathers believe what the uh, Trump's attorneys are alleging or stating, that means the president mm -hmm. could do anything and then walk out of office and you couldn't do anything to him. That's what I mean. What, that's exactly what I meant when I said there's no January exception to impeachment. I thought, uh, yeah. So, you know, if, yeah, if we're, he, we're if he or any other yeah. president, yeah, yeah, if he or any other president commits bad acts, you know, Shoot somebody, whatever, something obviously uh, a high like he, he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and nothing would happen to him. He did, in fact, say that, and that leads me to kind of my ultimate point about this trial and something that I, I really need to review the evidence that was presented today, which I have not done so yet. But my, my understanding. They can't spell, they misspelled it, United States. Right. I was going to say, my understanding is that the Democrats are um, making a bona fide effort to prove their case with a variety of publicly available sources like video. Oh, yeah. Um, and Dude, I, I watched the video, and it's very, very, mm -hmm. very, very disturbing. You hear them mm -hmm. telling Nancy Pelosi to get off the podium. You hear gunshots. Mm -hmm. You hear the. Mm -hmm. You hear them saying, "Hang the vice president, Mike Pence." They didn't say vice president. Mm -hmm. I did, but those okay. are that's all like from that. yeah. Trump. And they have people right. in actually the crowd of when Donald Trump is making his um, – this is my question to you. He's making his rah, 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 whatever for his desperation mm -hmm. to hold on to power, and he's saying, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to walk to the go walk to the Capitol even peacefully, what he says, but which is a bunch of bullshit. But you, yes. there's in the crowd recordings of people saying, hey, he's saying take the Capitol. Trump's telling us to take mm -hmm. the Capitol. It's down the mm -hmm. street. 
and you see these people with weapons. I mean, you see that they are coming prepared. And right. the, what really made me sick today about Trump's attorneys, and I'm what I was started off saying, and then I, I, I did a station identification, but everybody thinks I'm mm-hmm. happy about today. I'm very sad for our country today. This right. is not a fun thing for us to impeach for the second damn time, an incompetent we look just you know just a criminal that that got into the mm-hmm. White House, and we have to do everything we can to make sure that he never gets in any kind of office. And today, his attorneys said, "Dims, you need to, let's be clear of what this what this trial is about. The Democrats are scared of Donald Trump, and you know why they're mm-hmm. scared of him." Because they know he can beat anybody they put against him. So seven – did these did, did these attorneys forget that seven people died? They lost their lives, including a Capitol police officer and lost his family on top – they lost a husband. I mean I'm, I was so taken back by the fact that the attorney was so couth and had no class to go that direction and turn this into a political game. So uh, let me respond because I have a couple of responses. The the first is um, the evidence that Trump incited a riot on January 6th is um, incontrovertible. He that is exactly what he did. As I've stated on the on this show on several times in the past, you know, Osama bin Laden did not fly the planes. That still makes him a terrorist. Um, you know, Donald Trump did not personally storm the Capitol. That doesn't mean he didn't incite the insurrection. Um, there's a bunch of clear video evidence, um, as well as um, other contemporaneous reports and tweets and documentation that indicates that he did, in fact, incite an insurrection on January 6th. I think um, a point that I was trying to make a, a minute ago is that um, the audience for the Democratic presentation of evidence is not really the Republican senators because the Republican senators have already indicated that they will not convict. They have um, no backbone. The, they have no spines. They're all a bunch of cowards, and they all should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves, and so what's the purpose of this impeachment from a political perspective, not just from you know the potential political remedy of barring him from, from future office, which seems unlikely to be entered because of the Republican Senate's obstruction. The other political purpose is to get them on the record that um, politics and their loyalty to their party leader is more important than the lives of the seven individuals who were killed, than the uh, approximately $500 million that the United States federal government has expended uh, deploying troops and cleaning up after these issues, and um, the great fear that was put into the hearts of the uh, uh, c- Congress, when it was attacked by the executive branch via um, the president inciting an insurrection. So it's it's more about um, perception and messaging for the 2022 election, where um, I believe something like 24 senators are up for re-election, um, and uh, the entire House of Representatives is up for re-election. You know, having yeah, hold on a second. I don't senators... care about the election stuff. Go ahead. I don't care about this. Here's my question. Or let me tell you something. You brought up the fact that he he can't he, he 
he, should, he possibly could be charged criminally instead of since he wasn't in office. Do you know that his mm-hmm. attorneys actually said that today? They said where this should be is in the DA's office. If they want to go mm-hmm. after Donald Trump, he's no longer the president. There's no law that says mm-hmm. that, they, that they cannot go after him criminally here in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, that's when he led on the, that the Dems are scared. That's why they're pushing this. So they are literally right. jabbing the DA. <laughs> well, what, what would I it be the DA? Who would it be if they took up criminal charges? And what do you think are the chances of that? Well, that's an interesting question. And I think if the Democrats have the ability to affect to, to effectively do so, it would be reasonable to have a state-level charge, um, you know, via the district attorney in the Washington D.C. Um, to issue an indictment for a terroristic threat or inciting a riot or something like that. Um, if that's not the, a terroristic uh, threat, I don't know what is. Right. I mean, I'm not a criminal law expert, but it seems like there are likely some criminal statutes that apply. Um, You know, I think my response to Donald Trump's lawyer, and clearly I'm not, you know, representing the Democratic impeachment managers. um, Thank God. I would want you to do that, but I thought you were going to say about Donald Trump's. Go ahead. No, no, no. You know, the Democratic impeachment managers are doing a good job, so, you know, I don't want to cast dispersions, but I think that a um, reasonable rejoinder to their statement that um, this matter should be a criminal matter is is exactly what I described a few minutes ago, which is this is not a criminal trial. Um, it is a political trial that seeks a political remedy. You know, to the extent that Donald Trump is in violation of a criminal law, whether a state level or a federal criminal law, and he's probably also in violation of several federal criminal laws about abuse of power and um, other matters as they relate to um, uh, things like capital security and the National Guard. But um, with regards to the claim that this can only move forward in a criminal context, that's just false. It's not supported by the Constitution. It's not supported by history and precedent. There was a similar impeachment of a a secretary of war in the 1800s, Um, and there also – the, the policy result is absurd. The, like we said, the January exception to um, impeachment would apply if their position was correct. So, you know, the Democrats need to take both tracks if, 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 the, if it's appropriate, and I don't really think it is, but presumably the uh, district attorney of uh, the District of Columbia can issue an indictment if he so chooses. Um, the question then becomes uh, what happens um, at the federal level with Merrick Garland, and is the federal government going to also issue an indictment? And I think the answer is possibly um, a situation where Trump himself skates, where there's no um, where there's no comeuppance, where there's no accountability for this coup is incredibly dangerous, and we all need to be careful that that doesn't happen. But I would love it if he was charged criminally and not and not impeached because this of this reason. If he's charged criminally, he's going to write for a long time. 
is a very good chance. The second thing is that in the Senate, we already know that they don't have the guts. And I was I always thought it was because maybe Donald Trump had something on them. A lot of those people were on their knees under a desk, scared they were about to lose their life, yet they are still mm-hmm. supporting Donald Trump, which is the most sad thing to me. Right, and I still am not certain about that. I think that there may be an element of compromised um, – uh, especially with certain Republican senators, I'm thinking, for example, Ron Johnson and Lindsey Graham. Um, but then with others, you know, some of the kind of more uh, rank and file ones that you don't hear of in the context of foreign interference and corruption as much, um, I think that they're worried about being primaried um, by a more. Um, Trump-supporting Republican in upcoming elections, and that's part well, we of the see, reason for their – We will sure see what we can do to make sure re- that mm-hmm. when these people run for office, we can make sure we can remind the public and their voters what cowards they were in, protect- in protecting a criminal president, one who makes Richard Nixon look like Mary Poppins. We're at the end of our show, guys. Almost, you want to close? Mm-hmm. Sure, thank you. So, um, John, and um, to all of the listeners, uh, this is, in fact, a very sad day for our country, the fact that we have to do uh, this impeachment because of an attempted coup and an insurrection by the former president and his supporters really is sad. Accountability is the name of the day. Um, hopefully, even though the Republican Senate is likely to vote to acquit, we won't get 67. This, uh, the evidence being laid bare before the American public should be um, sufficient to help the Democrats in future elections. Um, thank you so much for your time, John. Thank you, Almost. I'm going to call you in just a minute, okay? All right, guys, this is the end of our show. Make sure you join us tomorrow. Myself and Almost will be here at 5.30 Central Standard Time. We will talk about the developments in the disgraced former President Donald Trump's second impeachment trial. This is his second time to be impeached. And, guys, with that, we'll go ahead and we will close. Uh, This uh, will be posted on Instagram, Facebook, also on uh, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere that you listen to shows on demand. And, as always, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you how to love, who to love, or how to make your dreams come true. Remember, we have a new president in the White House. Show him the respect he deserves. Give him a chance, everybody out there. Let's talk about unity. Let's talk about everybody being true Americans. Good night, live from Dallas, Texas. What happened?